Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire Johnson. All right, Kenya, we are back. We are back, William Smith. And and how are you? I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. How are you, Will Smith? <laughs> I am fantastic <laughs> as usual. We have a running joke at this point. You are fantastic as usual. As right. usual. All is well and getting weller. <laughs> and weller, even. Weller, We've got new it. vocabulary and everything. <laughs> yes, I love it. Love it, love it. Well, Will, we have a really fantastic, I'm really excited about this guest, but I know we always start out before I, you know, bubble over with my excitement. We always start <laughs> with you giving us something magical. So what's, what's on, what's on deck today? Well, I don't know how magical it is, but it's actually pretty cool. It, it usually is. It yeah. Usually well, is. it's, um, <laughs> and, and this is also the, the good part about teaching is that, uh, my students actually get me hip to stuff. So, um, yeah, one of my students mm-hmm. this week hit me to this site called musicsubmit.com. And, you know, we had an episode mm-hmm. about uh, radio prom- promotion, how to promote your stuff uh, using radio and and also by uh, getting a publicist and all that stuff. So we've talked about that before. But this site actually uh, has all of that on its site and it actually will do it for you. Um, all you have to do is sort of click and and let them let them know which blogs and which uh, stations you want to connect with. And of course you got to pay for it, but it's actually pretty reasonable. Um, they have a 1495 a month um, basic subscription thing where you can sub, uh, submit to 12 blogs. And then there's uh, they go all the way up, I think to like 250 or something like that. But um, it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. You know, I, I'm looking at it just to see what it is, but uh, if you all want to check it out, music dot com. Yeah, I, I want to say that Music Submit used to be musicxray.com. Okay, so you've heard um, it. I, or they were part. I, I, I think it has evolved into Music Submit. I, I know that I was a part of Music X-Ray, and I want to say that they evolved into that. But yes, it is a great, especially for a new independent artist who's just trying to, you know, at least make some kind of connections you know, out there. Um, and they do, they, there's a lot of different types of opportunities because you create this kind of profile or at least that's right. how it used to be. You create a profile and then it, you know, so if it's something that you're trying to get somebody to review it for a blog, or if you in fact just want to have a one-on-one consultation with somebody in the industry to review a song uh, that you've, you know, written or something. Um, yeah, it is. And it, it's definitely not an expensive, you know, it's a, it's a pretty easy, reasonable fee you know to try out for a few months yeah just to get started um, yeah so i think that's yeah i think that's a good tip well is. thank you well i think you have someone very important and interesting and uh i'm I sure the, i'm sure I we do. know the same folks and so i can't wait to hear to hear the story so let's uh let's bring him on <laughs> yeah no i'm really excited to have the guest you know it's funny um I'll I'll share a little bit more how I connected with him a little bit later, but 
Today we have with us, and I, I just, I wanted to pull up his bio. I usually let our guests always, you know, tell their story, tell their background, and that's what we're definitely going to do today. But just so that the listeners really know, you know, who we got up on here and the type of artist, um, I'm not going to say his name yet, but I'm going to tell you some of the people that he's worked with, just to, just to give you a little heads up. But um, he's worked with from Herbie Hancock to George Duke. George Benson, to B.B. King, to Paul Abdul, to Yolanda Adams, to Elton John, to Michael Jackson, to Janet Jackson, to Mary J. Blige, to Prince. Oh, just Prince. I, you know what? And honestly, <laughs> I'm going to stop now because <laughs> the list just keeps going and going. And so we're really, really thrilled to have with us. He goes by Lil John, Lil, Lil John, not Little, but Lil John Roberts. And he is um, a drummer and producer and clearly an outstanding musician so john welcome how are you hey y'all i'm good thanks for having me <laughs> great to yeah, have you on man. i i i have this list and i said i can't go through all these names you know i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna try um obviously we want to hear all about how in the world you know, have you been able to, to, to have such an amazing uh, music career? So if you could just let us know just a little bit about yourself in your own words. Uh, and then, yeah, your background, how this how this all came to be. Yeah, I'm very blessed to have worked with so many artists. I'm, even looking back, like when I've had to, like, send information about myself to people or whatever like that, I look at my resume and, you know, discography and things like that I'm like wow that's a lot of body of work that I've done in the last <laughs> probably 30 years now I'll be 46 this wow. month as a matter of fact on the 25th next Sunday and um it's just been oh, it's been a great journey happy birthday thank you yeah, thank you very birthday. much yeah, have... you're an Aries uh-oh yeah. Aries fire oh lord anyway keep going <laughs> I know fire Aries Aries, and you're an Aries drummer, too. I know, like, three Aries drummers. That's kind of interesting. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> Are they March Aries drummers? That's a difference than April. There is a difference. I agree. I agree. No, the... the <laughs> one of them is March, and then two of the other ones I know are, are April. Yeah, the April but, ones yeah. are crazy, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, March Aries are... No are comment. Back, I think. I would say. I mean, I know I am. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, coming from Philadelphia, Will is from Philly as well. We just talked on the phone and met over the phone, and we we figured out that we mm. probably know a lot of the same people from that area and as well people in the music industry. And, of course, his name is Will Smith, which I worked hey. with the other Will Smith, <laughs> Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, that right. was actually one of my first, like, secular professional gigs was was studio work with them and playing live american music awards in 94 and we did a few dates live wow. you know on on tour but that was my first experience wow. with like a, a a huge rap group and a legendary group mm. from philadelphia me and will smith actually went to overbrook high school of course he was there about two years before me two or three years before me but i used to see him driving out mm. front with his red camaro and Oh, was it? It might have been a Camaro oh or a Trans Am, something like that. But just seeing him hanging outside the school mm -hmm. with his gold chain on and this hat off, it was just so cool. <laughs> he would just be hanging out in front of his car. Everybody would come over and speak to him, and he'd be hanging with his boys and all. But wow. Will has always been a great dude, and 
I'm, I just had a great time yeah. working with him and being inspired by him at an early age. But that was just one facet yeah. of my life because I started in my dad's church in Philadelphia, um, Pastor mm-hmm. John H. Roberts Sr. That's where I get little John from because mm-hmm. I'm a junior. And uh, gotcha. every, everything started pretty much in my, at my dad's church. And then I went on from there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's well, crazy. That's well, that's crazy that you're talking about Will Smith. Just the other Will Smith. And the other of course, Will Smith you, is right here. <laughs> Dr. William Smith, are our first Will Smith, you know, right now. But um, <laughs> that's that is, you know, and and it's so weird. It's we're not weird, but it's it's so interesting to see the divine circle. You know, like who knew? You know, when you were in high school, seeing him from afar, what how that would circle back around? That's that's amazing. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. But you got a whole bunch of other other cats down there um, or up there in uh, in the Philly area because uh, I was reading your bio as well. And, and uh, I saw you were connected with the whole uh, with Wynton Marcellus's um, uh, crew, but also with Joey DeFrancesco and uh, yeah. Christian McBride. And uh, and I got a really good friend of mine, um, also frat brother, uh, Antonio Parker, who was up in there, uh, saxophone player. Oh, yeah. And he. Yeah, so you you know tone, and um and that that time period was real fertile for uh, for artists and music, and even up until the uh, the Black Lily stuff with the Roots and and that whole time period. So Philly, Philly was, was was a very big, uh, it still is, it's a, uh, but even, even before that, the whole Philadelphia International. I mean, I mean, go back to the whole history of Philly. Uh, there, there's a lot of music happening, and um, I, I just want to see what what happened along your life path to help guide you into uh, a lot of the career uh, success and the, and the connections and, and just being around the scene of people that, uh, that created that, the, the opportunities for you. Oh yeah. A lot of dedication for one thing. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get any handouts, you know, I, I had to work, <laughs> you know, I started at an early age um, learning uh, theory learning notation, learning, playing live at a young age. You know, I was 15, you know, 14, 15 years old, playing mm-hmm. like around the city doing gigs. You know, um, my professor, right. Dr. Mm-hmm. George Allen, had us doing these kind of things for like Mayor Good and, and you know, who was the mayor mm-hmm. at the time. You know, the band was so good that Mayor Good and a lot of the city officials would always hire us to come and play their functions. <laughs> so we dress awesome. up in our yeah. in our in our suit and ties and all. He had us looking nice and everything, and we were respectable <laughs> kids and all. You know, great playing kids. You know, we had we had like a nice uh, jazz quartet or or quintet with with Dr. George piano a lot of the times. And um, the way that he he had us rolling early. Uh, prepared us for the professional world when we left school, you know, um, as well as his, um, his reputation was all around the world. So everybody knew him. He had Miles Davis come to the school. He had Sun Ra from, who was from Philly, came to the school, talk to the kids and play. Um, Then that's how I met Wynton Marcellus and the whole Ellis, Ellis Marcellus and the whole family. Uh, Marcellus right. and their big band mm. came to the school as well and they got a chance to play for us and then they listened to us play for them and basically took us in as as mentors at right at that at that um, phase in my life so me and Wenton became really cool mm. he loved the way I played he of course he was you know 
he was he was giving me the business as far as like what I needed to work mm-hmm. on too, you know. So he gave me mm-hmm. gave me a pat on the back, but at the same time, you know, was like really hard on us as well. Like Man, y'all got got to see this music, and it, it just set the tone mm-hmm. for the rest of my life of how I was going to deal with the music business. You know, like I you had to work yeah. hard, you had to study it, you had to you know be on top of your chops, all that kind of stuff. And then he took us on the road as a Duke Ellington Youth Orchestra. It was the 22 mm. of the best mm. uh, musicians in the country that he chose. And uh, he asked me to play wow. drums. He asked Christian McBride to play bass. At that time, me and Chris mm. McBride and Joey DeFrancesco were in a trio together that we used to play at the Music Fest USA, which was Downbeat Magazine's competition. And we won those three years mm. straight. And um, just those kind of accomplishments wow. were, were happening for us. Immediately after that, Joey DeFrancesco met Miles, and Miles took him on the road with him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Miles wow. told him how to play trumpet wow. and all like that, that he still plays now amazingly, as well as how he plays on the <laughs> organ. I mean, Joey's probably one of the baddest organists in, in the world, jazz organist. Yeah, in the world. Um, and yeah, he can play folk and all that stuff, yeah. too. Don't let me get stuck in the He's a bad boy. <laughs> but, you know, Miles, Miles took him on the road. Me and Chris, we both left and went to college. I went to Berkeley College of Music. I got a scholarship there. Chris went, I think he went to the new mm-hmm. school or something. He was in New York. Um, but all of us went separate mm-hmm. ways and, and just went on our own path at that point. Wow. Mm. That's that's wow. a beautiful story. Good grief. Yeah. Hard work that and dedication. That is amazing. Yeah. And 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 I'll give a yeah. shout out to 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 Winton. I got to give a shout out to him because he he pretty much uh, really influenced a lot of players um, in this generation that came up, Absolutely. and uh, myself included. You know, because yeah. I I remember freshman year being at Howard, and we all went down to check him out and the band, and and he let us sit in. You know, being a, a freshman at Howard, and he he let us sit in and critique and and basically took he took the cab back to to the dorm with us. And critiqued mm. our playing, and that's yeah, you know that's just a wow. level of, of of focus and dedication and commitment to to education that, that a lot of folks don't even have. So yeah, shout out. That influenced me yeah. as far as what I do now with the kids that are coming behind me. You know, I learned how to be a mentor and how to you know help the kids that's coming up next. You know, and that's I I'm, I'm I take pride in that now. Like that's. Uh, I mean, I'm almost really more investing my time outside of my, you know, professional gig life to mm-hmm. pour into these next generation kids. You know, like I go to the high schools, I, I do lectures at Berkeley a lot. I do workshops, I, you know, mm-hmm. just wherever I can, even on the road, if it's in the States, if it's in out of the country, in, in Europe, wherever, if I have a day off and mm-hmm. we have a place that we can go and talk to the kids and inspire them, we're doing it. You know, because that was right. what I was shown mm-hmm. from cats like Winton at such an early age. And that's how you pass the baton and keep a legacy um, going, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad you're bringing that up because I one of the things, you know, I wanted it was going to be a little bit down the line, but I'll ask it now. Um, you're, you're saying, you're, you know, you're trying to mentor, you know, younger people and trying to, you know, pass that baton how and from your perspective how is it looking or would you say that you know oh we're going to be just fine we got tons of talent they're they're really open to you know being you know coached they're you know enthusiastic or would you say it's 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 different than maybe how you were in terms of your hunger and zeal what what are you thinking about those coming up 
in the next in the newer generations? Yeah, that's a great question, Kenya. Um, I mean, I don't want to be negative about the new the millennials and the new generation, but I will <laughs> say this: a lot of them are hard headed. <laughs> Uh, and, and a lot of them have a sense of entitlement and we have to break that with a lot of yeah. them. Um, not all of them, but a lot of mm-hmm. them, um, mm-hmm. you know, they feel mm-hmm. like they need to get stuff overnight, like sponsorships. Right. You know, they, I, I get mm-hmm. questions every day, all day. I can go in my inbox now and I probably got at least 10 questions of how to get an endorsement <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, why are you so pressed about getting sponsorships and endorsements, all that kind of stuff? before you have, have mm-hmm. even put in the time and the work for them, for these companies to be mm-hmm. a, and want to invest in you, you know? Right. And right. these are things that the, a lot of the kids don't understand. They think because they're good at what they do, they're talented. Oh my God, everybody's talking about little Mike or whatever, or, or little David, you know, like <laughs> he's the best thing since, you know, whatever. But it's not just about your talent. Like you have to have some value for these companies to want to invest in you like that. You know, we get free equipment and all those kinds of things because we help them sell the equipment that they're, you know, that they're promoting. So um, I I have to break that, that chain with a lot of these kids, just let them know, like, look, relax, keep working on your craft. (laughs) You haven't been on tour with anybody yet. You you plan at your church on Sundays and that's it. You know, like, come on. (laughs) And I don't, I'm not knocking church because that's where I started my career. But, you know, you, you know right. what I mean? You just have to understand that you got to put the time in the world and you'll reap the benefits from the work that you put in. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yes, Lord. Because I, I have one of those hard-headed kids you, you're talking about. I have a 15-year-old. <laughs> Ooh, uh, he's not a drummer, but... He he's played the sax and the and the keys and you know he definitely has some some talent there, um, but yeah, when you said you're trying to break them, I mean that's that's so important. It's breaking that that intent, you know, that uh, entitlement and you know, which is really really hard given their kind of social atmosphere, um, you know. So so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, I it's a YouTube world, it's an Instagram that. world, it's a Facebook world now. We didn't have those mm-hmm. things coming up, you know? So a lot of our hype, if you want to call it, came from the act, what we were actually doing. Like you saw it in front of your face, you know, you didn't mm-hmm. see it behind a computer or whatever, or some pictures mm-hmm. or some 15 second video clips. So look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> like you had, you actually had to put the work in. So, you know, you could draw the crowds in to come see you play or whatever, you go to a concert mm-hmm. and see the person doing what they're doing. You couldn't see these things on, on a computer at that time, you know, so it's, a, it's just a different day. Right. And, um, you know, we, right. we, we, we're doing pretty good, I think, as far as showing the kids that, you know, you have to do a lot more than just, you know, look good on, on a computer or, or, you know, social media. Like you have to really <laughs> show and prove the work that you're doing out in the public. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So I, I got yeah. an, another question, um, and this is referring to uh, what you've been doing, and I'm sure you still still have a, a busy schedule. But in terms of touring, um, and and I got a bunch of friends now uh, on tour with a lot of folks, and I just want to hear from you what what would you say uh, is the best way to manage yourself when you're on tour. Um, 
playing all these dates and playing, especially with the uh, the number of dates that you you've had to play in in a in that back in the day. Well, a few years ago, probably being on on oh, tour man. pretty I much just half, finished the half the year tour with Janet. <laughs> Oh, five see, so, so, that's exactly the yeah half the year. So, what what is uh what are the the things that you do to uh, help manage yourself uh, health wise, but also as a musician um, to keep your craft up and uh, and to, and to stay focused and interested in, in in doing the gig. The first word that comes to mind is rest. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you have got to rest. We do shows every mm-hmm. other day. We might have one day off. Maybe sometimes we have two days off. But a, a tour like, for instance, a Janet, since that's the latest thing that I've done where, um, you know, it's tour-wise. Um, we, you know, you have to rest in between these dates. You cannot be trying to party every night and think that you're going to be 100% <laughs> the next day playing in front of a whole new arena full of people. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. you got to stay up on your health. I'm a pescatarian now. Like I stopped eating meat about 10 years ago now. Um, Mm -hmm. I really watch my diet, you know, as far as the things that I eat, I take, I drink lots and lots and lots of water because I sweat when I play. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could be in a little club and I'm drenched, you know, (laughs) I don't know what that is. (laughs) Energy or if I I just get hot, it could be fat crying. Sometimes they say, you know, when you sweat, it's fat crying. (laughs) Uh, you know, I, don't think- I think that's common though. Drummers, drummers, y'all are the hardest working people on the stage. Yep. Just like, good God. I mean, I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's like working out for however long you're on stage. Janet's show is an hour and 45 minutes straight. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. clock it every night because it's, it's the same show every night, but we've, we've timed it. You know, mm-hmm. everything is on a grid. So uh, hour and 45 minutes, I get about five minute break in between that hour and 45 minutes to breathe mm. <laughs> so i mean i breathe through wow. the show of course but that five minutes i'm on the side of the stage catching as many breaths as i can you know stretching <laughs> myself out whatever i gotta do so i can finish because yeah. the first part of the show is 30 minutes straight non-stop we play 30 minutes mm. worth of medleys of hits of course of hers because you know she's got hits after hits after hits we're in rehearsal sometimes and right. it's like we have she could do a three-hour show of hits. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, exactly. we have to cut those songs down. We have to cut those songs down so right. they can fit, you know, the, the time uh, frame that she's trying to go for. But, you know, that means mm. we're cutting down 70, 80 songs or whatever like that, you know. So uh, oh the first God. part of the show is 30 minutes from one song to the next. Escapade, Pleasure Principle, uh, All Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I mean... Uh, burn it up yeah. there's so many hits that we just yeah. keep going and going and going and going and i don't stop playing i'm going the whole time so it's like imagine well, you're the pulse of the whole thing that's Absolutely. the whole like craziness of it yeah so yeah. imagine yeah. getting on a treadmill and running full speed for 30 minutes straight Full speed. <laughs> that is how I feel mm. when I'm playing drums <laughs> in that show. Wow. So, so yeah, I um, yeah. I do Pilates, and I and I preach these things. If y'all follow my social media, you see me posting things about mm-hmm. my journey and how I take care of myself and health things and all. No, mm-hmm. I'm not the you know muscle guy or nothing like that. But I'm I'm not overweight and all like that. You know, I can run mm-hmm. and not be mm-hmm. huffing and puffing too much. <laughs> But right, those right. things, I try, to, I try to help. Yeah, I try to help 
other people, you know, to understand, like, this is what you got to do for this kind of stuff. I even have other drummer friends that are super, super, like, built. You know, I got a friend, Tony yeah, Oyster. Yeah. He's one amazing drummer, you know, child prodigy. Mm. I see Tony posting videos of him in the gym almost every day, lifting weights mm-hmm. and all like that. Like, he goes hard. And that inspires me as well. I'm, I'm older than these guys, but... You know, it just inspires me to try mm-hmm. to keep up with them as well. Like, man, that's what they're doing. I got to make sure I'm on my stuff, too. And you right, see right. the difference yeah. when you're playing, you know, when you've done some workouts. We have a trainer on, on tour with us with Janet. She, she actually trained oh, Janet once after she had her baby. Uh, Paulette is her name. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would do exercises, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a few hours before the show on stage. Um, there's videos, I think, out there with the mm-hmm. dancers and Sometimes the band, we would join in with the dancers and, and work out with oh, them. Awesome. Sometimes mm-hmm. I could do it. Sometimes I couldn't be depending on the load that we had. Cause doing two shows in a row is very taxing for me, especially. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to yeah. like gauge right. how much workout I was going to do. Cause one time I did a workout with her and did a show that night. And I was so, I was beat. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, I'm never doing this again. You know? But if I know I got a day off, you know, I would go in and, and do the exercise with them, knowing that tomorrow I would have a day off to rest and recover. But I couldn't do two shows in a row after working out with Paulette. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, those are the type This of- is so fascinating. I, I had to interrupt. I mean, because I'm so glad you're saying this, John, because I know for a fact people do not get, you know, the rigor um, I mean, obviously, you see Janet out there working really hard. You know, she she has she's a she's a clearly, you know, one of the best, if not, you know, top um, in terms of her performance. And gosh, she's 50 now, 51 or whatever, you know, doing all this. And, you know, I think that, you know, she's the spotlight. But it's like, yeah, look at all the musicians behind her and the grind, you know, that that takes. And I hear so often so many musicians, you know, instrumentalists like, well, I'm trying to get on this gig or I'm trying to get on that gig. And it's like it's so much more involved in right. getting, you know, on that gig oh yeah you know i mean let's um, not talk let's not talk about personality and your attitude i mean that's a whole nother ball game as far you. as this business is concerned yep. you know janet loves to please have, talk about that yeah, please, talk yeah, about please. That. <laughs> please yeah, talk so about janet that. i mean we're talking about janet a lot because i'm you know that's my latest gig is you know my most current thing mm-hmm. but even with other people that i've worked with george duke rest his soul my mm-hmm. one of my other mm-hmm. most biggest mentors in my life and I just had a ball mm. working with George in the studio and on the road it was just so pleasant to be around somebody like him that was so humble and so mm. amazing at what he did but mm-hmm. Janet as well mm-hmm. being around these type people I realized what they look for in the people that that they like to have work for them and one thing yes you got to be talented you got to be able to play you got to be able to dance Whatever your job is, even if you're training, whatever, your attitude has to be just as nice as your talent, you know, because um, mm-hmm. she doesn't mm-hmm. like having anything less than that around her. And I understand you don't mm-hmm. want any bad energy in, in your situation. You know, it's all positive vibes. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, it's, everything's not perfect. You're going to have some issues here and there with folks and personalities and whatever. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, um, your attitude means Everything. Like I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have gotten this far if I didn't have the right attitude. If I wasn't cool, if I wasn't easy to work with, mm-hmm. if I wasn't on time, mm-hmm. 
on time, <laughs> on yep. time. Yep. You know, that means a lot. Like a lot of these cats that are amazing musicians or singers or whatever, some of them don't know what, how to look at a watch and, and know when to be somewhere <laughs> on time. My, my, my uh, professor used to say, if you were on time, you were late. Late. Yeah. You were late. Yeah. You know, yep. if they on say we got to be late. there at three o'clock, that means you, at least you, you should be there by 245. You know, not get there yep. at three o'clock. Like you're supposed to be ready at three o'clock. You know, I work yeah. with Ricky yeah. Minor right. a lot and um, I had to get on my stuff because, you know, I, I don't live in L.A., but I would go to L.A. a lot. And, and you know, they rent me a car. They give me a, a hotel room, all that kind of stuff. And I would have to get to the mm-hmm. rehearsals or get to the uh, movie uh, set or film set or TV set, whatever. And LA traffic is ridiculous. Right. And they figured out (laughs) how how to get around that. Me not being from L.A., I don't always know how the 405 or the 101 is going to run. You know, so I had to figure out for myself, like, Mm -hmm. look, it's it might take you two hours to get to your destination. This ain't Atlanta. This ain't Philly. This ain't New York. Like this Mm -hmm. L.A., like Mm -hmm. when the traffic is happening in L.A., you are going to be late if you don't leave way ahead of time. You know, and and NBC and and CBS and these uh, major corporations are not going to be waiting for John to get there from the traffic. <laughs> like they got to start taping at three o'clock, you know? So yeah. Ernie Fields, right. he's, he's one right. of the contractors that we have uh, with Ricky Minor. He's been with Ricky for a long time. He's an awesome Barry right. sax player, tenor sax as well. Um, but Ernie Fields does all the contracts for these shows that we do. And, um, you know, he's looking mm-hmm. at his clock, like whoever's late, Mm-hmm. You know, he's looking at his watch like, okay, all right. You know, <laughs> he always says, cool, man, cool. Well, and, and I want people, you know, listening as you're mentioning now TV, because that was a part of that bio that I was like, good grief. You know, in addition to doing these major tours and, you know, working with these, you know, obviously phenomenal, you know, musicians, you've had this incredible opportunity of doing so much, of having so much television credit. And so just to let listeners know, I mean, just some examples from Oprah to Ellen DeGeneres to American Music Awards to MTV Awards. You know, it just keeps going on BET, you know, obviously Saturday Night Live. I mean, there's just there's a lot. And, you know, you are definitely one of these guests where we're going to need to have five parts because I got 28 more questions. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) if you you could. How did you we're hearing the tour? How did that segue into kind of TV and getting on that side of things. Well, yeah, all of that is kind of inclusive when you're doing a lot of these things that I was doing or, or am doing like mm-hmm. this week, I'm going to do the Seth Meyers show. I'm going to be the guest drummer on Seth Meyers show from Monday to Thursday. Wow. And they, they have guests and like every week, this is kind of a thing that they have going on there. And they approached me at NAM nice. this year um, over in uh, Anaheim. Uh, the NAM convention, and we talked, and he said, man, I've been looking for you to produce one of the producers from the show. I've been looking for you, and, you know, we've been talking about you with other drummers that know you, and they like, you should get Little John on the show and all like that. So things happen that way, <laughs> for instance, you know, just off of mm-hmm. reputation. Um, right, the BT right. stuff, I did BT stuff for a good 15 years, probably, maybe more, um, just because mm-hmm. of the relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the pro- a lot of the same producers produced the BET shows like the Monique show when I was on there. A lot of those producers moved over and did Sunday best. You know, they hired us to do Sunday best mm-hmm. because we were already a band, uh, big Jim Wright 
um, mm -hmm. Daniel Moore, myself, uh, Dario Edgecombe, uh, Deborah Killings was in the Monique band, but uh, Sunday Best, Dario Edgecombe mm -hmm. played bass. But, and then tied over mm -hmm. to us doing um, uh, Comedy Relief. We did the comedy show too, another BET production. And then we did um, Apollo Live. That's what I was thinking of, Apollo Live. So it's, it's basically yeah. these reputations as well as working with the same people over and over. That's why it pays to not burn bridges with people as well. Because you never yep. know, yes. you know, there might be another opportunity with somebody that you just had an argument with or y'all had some beef or something on the last show that y'all worked on. And then mm -hmm. another opportunity comes up and they say, yeah, we were thinking about getting Lil John to play drums on this show. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not easy to work with. I, I, I can't get him. Let's, yeah. let's you know, that, that yeah. happens. Yep. You know, some people talk other people out of their jobs, too. We, don't, we ain't going to go too far on that, but. I mean, you got to really try to make sure you got to make sure your reputation is clean in this business because everybody knows each other and either you're going to have a yeah. good reputation or you're going to have a bad one. And I've, you know, made yeah. sure that I've tried to make sure that my reputation was clean and good. and My work ethic was was on top, you know, so those things help when it comes to people bringing your name up and seeing what value you bring to the table. That's Absolutely. Oh. That's awesome. I'm, well, you better chime in or I told you I got 28 uh, uh, questions. I, yeah. I do want to share. Well, <laughs> we only have but so much time, right? Because we, That's we, what I was going to say. We only got a, a, uh, got a few minutes left. But uh, yeah, that I yeah. mean, all, all of what you were saying is, is super important. I mean, work ethic, um, health, uh, all, all those details are, are, are what everybody needs to be be aware of, especially these young young guys coming up, young guys and girls coming up. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, as a musician, um, you know, trying trying to keep keep on top of your craft. Uh, are you still uh, developing, learning, uh, building on other things that you were, you were trying to do? Because I know playing the uh, the the pop stuff and the uh, R and B stuff, it's the, the the challenges in the arrangements and the hits. Um, but as a jazz musician, you came up through the jazz musician rank, so. I know it's always always about developing your craft and still building on on what you're doing. Um, Man, yeah, what, I always what, say what I'm are you a working on? For life, I'm a student for life, bro. So I never Beautiful. feel like I know enough. Yeah. You know, I can always we we can always learn something new with our craft. You yep. know, like you think that you plan something the best way that you can, and then you find out, oh no, I can play it much better than that. You know. I yep. practice when I come mm -hmm. home, you know, in between dates and things like that. Like I just try to stay up on everything that I'm doing, for, especially for drumming, because it's a physical thing. So your muscle memory has to just mm -hmm. be on point. And if you haven't played mm -hmm. for maybe a week or something, your body is going to feel like that, <laughs> especially for me, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, or being getting older playing drums. I'm not 25 anymore. So I just like I go to the gym and box and work out and those things. I got to jump on the set and just play, just go through the motions and see how it feels playing, you know, um, mm -hmm. when I'm not playing on tour. Cause when you're on tour, you don't really have a chance to practice anyway. So right. Right. at the time you, you might be good. You might be able to go to sound check and like doodle for a little while, but then next thing you know, it's time to rehearse for that show or, or, you know, whatever sound check or whatever to get stuff ready for the next show. But yeah, I, I stay up on all of that, right. man, as much as I can. And I'm always striving to do better. I'm going back into playing more jazz now because I hadn't been playing it for a while. 
after doing, mm-hmm. you know, pop tours mm-hmm. and R&B stuff for a minute. Um, and now I'm doing some more um, freelance, I would say, stuff with some of my friends, like original music that they've done. I'm, I've been doing some dates with a buddy of mine, Richie Goods. Uh, we went to Berkeley together. He's an awesome bass player mm-hmm. that plays with uh, Chris Bode. Um, well, he used to be in Chris Bode's mm-hmm. band for a while. Um, but he has an uh, original mm-hmm. Uh, or he has a record out of his. I have my own record out that I try to do dates with sometimes mm-hmm. when I can. It's a lot to put together. Which is excellent. We, and, we, and I'm like, we can't not have time to say that. He does have a, an, and that's actually how I got a little bit more clicked on to you is from that. But we ain't going to have time for me to, <laughs> to <laughs> discuss just, you know, it. But you, you got, have a fantastic when, when, when project. We do those things for ourselves, it, it takes even more time, you know, and work to promote our own selves. Kenya, you know what that's like doing your own independent work, you yes. know, um, you got to pay Absolutely. for things, you know, I mean, I got to pay for my flights, for my band, the hotels, all that stuff. Yep. By the time I do the gig, I'm all, I'm paying to play at the gig. <laughs> You're pooped out, right. <laughs> but I mean, it's all to the and better I, good, I, you know, cause we're promoting yeah. our it own is. And that's, I, I want to say just really, really quick. Cause we're going to have to, but that's how we met online and, and when you when when John is sitting up here talking about, you know, trying to be just a cool guy, I didn't even know this when we first connected, you know, I hadn't connected the dots. And I'm just thinking, oh, here's a musician. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, I heard his project. He's oh, he's working so hard and he's so nice. And he's reached out and trying to encourage me. And then when I looked at your discography, you said something like in a we were going kind of back and forth on Twitter or something. And you said something about just finishing up at Apollo. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Who am I talking to? <laughs> and and when I saw your <laughs> when I saw your bio, it just I'm like, okay, I am I'm feeling I'm feeling dumb because this boy is the boy that's been playing on all of this. And I didn't even know. But that's how humble and that's how mm-hmm. modest and how cool and laid back you were, you know, online. I totally you know, you didn't you you would have I would have never guessed that just because of just how calm and cool and collected um, and approachable. So that that's not you're not just speaking that I've seen it in action. That's how we even connected. Um, so that's that's real. It's so much really easier real. to stay neutral, isn't it? Right. right. Yes. It's so much easier to just stay <laughs> yeah. neutral and just be cool. You know, of course, you're going to come across some knuckleheads here and there that's going to try to test you and try to, you know, knock you off your off your off your character your true character you know because i i right. will turn yeah. into a philly boy and if you have fun <laughs> you know <laughs> and will knows all about how philly roll you know like we don't play so i mean but you gotta you gotta make people respect you you know that you have to respect yourself yeah. and you have to demand the respect from other people so you know of course i'm i'm not a pushover i'm a nice guy but i'm not a pushover but but the the right. core of me, yeah. I think, is is good, and I'm, I have good intentions with everything, positivity. I mean, that's how I get to roll through life and be able to do the things that I do. And God keep blessing me, you know, on everything that I'm doing. And I always make sure that I acknowledge Him when I you talk about my success. Absolutely. You know, I couldn't have done this yeah. stuff without yeah. God. Definitely. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well. Uh. We yeah we, we 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 could go on for for a whole another two hours uh but uh yeah we, we gotta I know 
we got we got part two to everybody because you got we just got some amazing people we've been talking to but i appreciate you um that's the other thing when i reached out to john he immediately responded and i've reached out to him for a variety of things and he's always so gracious and you know i appreciate that so we will definitely continue this convo uh, so don't be you know, surprised when you see my little text or email no problem <laughs> i'd love to do it again Great. Well, great, great to have you on, brother. And uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll look Good forward to, to talking you, to Will. you again. I hope to see you in person soon, Philly boy. Oh, most most <laughs> definitely, most definitely. <laughs> All right, <laughs> talk to y'all later. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.